Hello, I'm Stuart Devine, and welcome to It's Not All Bad. As people of the world go about their daily lives, many having good times, and unfortunately, some are not having the best of times. Babies are born every day, while many senior citizens of the world transition beyond what we know as life. Sports, plays, new movies are being released each year, and I'm telling you right now, I'm enjoying a slew of those already. New songs are released, some of them I don't quite understand, and they hit the airwaves and streaming services. And people are enjoying the company of not just family and friends, but even those furry creatures we know as, well, pets. At least some people call those friends too. Why not? Much of the world is starting also to recover from the destruction of the COVID-19 pandemic. No, we're not out of the woods yet, of course, but there's a glimmer of light that's providing hope that we'll reach the other side of this pandemic, just as the world has done before in other pandemics. Uh, by the way, speaking of COVID-19, do you recall over the last two years, it was a constant drumbeat of the world's media and health agencies spotlighting statistics concerning the number of deaths and hospitalizations and lack of vaccinations relative to COVID. Then there were COVID mitigation efforts of encouraging well, people to remain at home, social distancing, quarantining, masking, teleworking, business closures, and a serious, serious exponential increase in unemployment. Of course, we couldn't ignore the emotional toll this is constantly putting on people because of the relative 24-7 exposure to dread, uncertainty, what's going to happen. It took a serious toll on the world's population's mental and emotional health. And in fact, it's definitely done some devastation to school-aged children when they found themselves cut off from social networks provided by school attendants and being around kids their age. This is really something that was very important. COVID-19 even helped drive an increase in economic inequality in some circles. Hey, this is demonstrable stuff. This is not just pie in the sky. We're not going to go into the statistics of those because that will be depressing in and of itself. But hope may, uh, may, may not be so far away. In history, and even the recent history of this COVID pandemic show, progression beyond those dark times. In the U.S. and many other countries, mass mandates have been either, what, reduced or in some cases eliminated. Schools are reopened, especially here in the U.S. The vaccination rates are high. COVID community transmission rates and hospitalizations are trending downward. What a relief, right? At least it is to me and so many other people. Then you would think things would be okay. We're coming on now. We had the summer and we had the Winter Olympics and that was consuming the airwaves, especially the Winter Olympics with almost hysteric melodrama, accusations, scandals, and even accusations of cheating. Dread was upon us again in the form of sports because some may be thinking, how can this be? We're talking sports that are supposed to unite us, right? Not divide us. Isn't this supposed to be about sportsmanship, enjoying the game, and having healthy competitiveness? Whoa, whoa. But the media ensured that every drip, every word, every move, every voice inflection, and even the style of female gymnast leotards, and each tear must be reported, commented on, and made to evoke strong emotions in viewers and listeners. It was almost somewhat overwhelming at times. Now, to say that the world is on a constant roller coaster of extreme emotions is an understatement. 
Unfortunately, often this situations evoke some of the most extreme emotions associated with what dislike, uh, associated strife, suspicions of the other, whoever that is. But we can be certain there's often a sometimes racial, religious, gender, or ethnic tinge to this dreaded path of over-socialization with media. Now, I don't particularly blame the media for all of the ills of the world. Of course not. Media doesn't create the ills. Unfortunately, media can amplify it, though. And it feeds the beast in all of us if we overconsume the ever-depressing diet of horror, violence, and sadness. You don't believe this is happening? Really? Please, you must know this to be true. Who, who where are we right now? What's consuming the airways, social media, and other news outlets? Rest assured, it's not only the latest episode of the cat who got stuck in a tree that we like hearing about every two years, or volunteers who help in refugee camps, or children from urban areas and even crime-ridden areas, quote unquote, that who are doing wonderful things for their communities. No, we don't. We don't really take a lot of joy in that, right? Because that's not really what evokes that strong emotion in some cases of dislike and hatred. We don't hear about the law enforcement officials who really do help protect and to serve or even the hundreds of law-abiding citizens of all stripes in economic and ethnic backgrounds who actually are doing the right thing. No, no, no. Not those positive images and stories. Oh, no, 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 no. We're being bombarded with 24-7 coverage of the violence and carnage of the unjust, uncalled for, and unprovoked Russian invasion of the nation of Ukraine. Countless media interviews of Ukrainian parliamentarians or Congress people, if you will, the Ukrainian president, the re-Ukrainian people, and of course, the endless drumbeat of war. I'm especially struck by relentless calls for more escalation by some circles, even if it could possibly result in a devastating equivalent to a world war. We frequently hear about the possibility of chemical and biological warfare, and even some fearing and intentional nuclear strike of sorts. The various media outlets often start the first word with mentioning, quote, Russia, unquote, or quote, Russian, unquote, followed by various copious amounts of what that country is doing wrong, which is correct. Full stop. Now, my podcast is not a political show, so we're not going to get deep into the politics of all of this. Although I do have my opinion about these issues, just as many of you do. However, I do fear we're going through another period of demonizing people, not restricting coverage to the unjust actions of a leader or a government. It's no different when the heavy demonization of China started equating to Chinese or Asians, specifically people of Far East Asian descent. We saw an incredibly horrifying and almost unbelievable uptick in extreme violence against Asians in the U.S., and unfortunately and sadly, that included murders. We're talking about brutality here. Now, what does this most recent anti-Asian bias over the last two years have to do with the Russian invasion of Ukraine and the 24 hours a day, seven days a week coverage of this conflict? Well, it's analogous, definitely analogous for sure. Maybe you heard the news report uh, about the restaurant named, quote, the Russian Tea Room, unquote. Yeah, this is a restaurant, New York. A lot of famous people have gone there. Well, it says the Russian Tea Room. Well, it's not operated by or even owned by Russians at all, at all. Not affiliated with Russia, not owned by Russians. It's an American restaurant. Yet, 
its business has dipped severely because of an effort to boycott this restaurant just because of its name, quote, the Russian Tea Room, unquote. Maybe many of you heard years ago back in the United States, I mean, when there were issues that uh, disagreements, just disagreements with France and the U.S., and then there was this move to turn the uh, word French fries into freedom fries. This is what happens when we go overboard and the media has a tendency to push us in places we should not go. You also may have seen media footage of people pouring what they think is Russian vodka down the drain to show their anti-Russia or is it anti-Russian street cred? Lest we forget, the U.S. is incredibly complex mixture of people from all backgrounds, ethnicities, races, and faith systems. And yes, many of American citizens, both native-born and naturalized, have roots that trace back to Russia. Are all of these people the enemies of the people that believe in liberal democracy and freedom, constitutions, respect for the other? Unfortunately, the strong influence of 24-7 coverage of the Russian invasion can and probably is evoking, let's face it, anti-Russian, not just Russia, the government, if you will, but anti-Russian to the point where some people have are and will demonize anyone considered Russian. Lest we forget, we also have U.S. nationals in the U.S. with lineage back to not just Russia, but Ukraine, which used to be part of greater Russia, if you will. Now, there is debate on when it was because Ukraine has its own language, but it is a Slavic language. We won't get into the history of the shared root of the Russian and Ukrainian languages, which are Slavic. It would take someone like Dr. Howard Solomon, a Russia expert, Russia expert, to explain the history of Russia and the region to reduce these complexities into bites that the common person can understand. But know this, demonization of Russians, this is a path that we should not tread. But it doesn't take a PhD to understand that 24-7 constant drumbeat of anti-Russia coverage is starting to seep into and influence some people's fear and loathing of all things Russia or even all things Russian and possibly even people. You think this can't or isn't happening now? Well, did we ever think that when the demonization of China, if you will, or the complex situation between China and other governments when the pandemic started and we started calling, some people started calling it Kung flu and et cetera, and all of these kinds of things happen. What happened to our Asian brothers and sisters in America? Well, some were attacked, brutalized, and unfortunately killed. And this rhetoric can get too far, even when it is associated with Russian people. Okay. So picture this in your mind. Let, let, let work with me here on this. Let's say you are a subscriber to a major internet service provider in the U.S. or any country for that matter. Your internet's malfunctioning. You're clicking on it. And for whatever reason, it just shows nothing's happening. So what do you do? Well, like I do, I call the company. You have a technician come to your home to resolve the, yeah, this problem. The doorbell rings at your home. You answer it. Then there's this person who says, he's the repair person from your internet service provider. Hmm. You notice a strong accent when he speaks. Although you're not exactly certain what's the origin of this accent, you suspect it may be Russian. 
The technician introduces himself as, uh, say, Dimitri, Alexei, Sergei, uh, Andre, or even Ivan. Oops, 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 oops. You immediately suspect he's Russian. Although he could be from Ukraine or a different former Soviet Union satellite country. The question is this, does your radar of mistrust go up or do you just remain neutral because in fact, he's just here to repair your internet? Or do you ask him if he's from Russia or do you try to be even semi-neutral by saying, oh, I noticed an accent. Uh, what country are you from originally? If you do ask, then why are you asking? Do you think the technician would be put off by this question considering the current Russian invasion of uh, Russia invasion of Ukraine or the strong anti-Russia sentiment taking hold in much of the developed countries? If you do ask, and he says he's originally from Russia, will you ask him, how did he get to this country or why did he come to this country? Finally, would you put him in an awkward position of trying to answer the question that would surely come if you've gone this far, the question of, well, what do you think of the Russian invasion of Ukraine? Do you see how this person's nationality or ethnicity or race or faith group can be weaponized against them when the person hasn't harmed us or you or anybody else at all? The person would just come in there to go on and do an internet job and repair it for you. He's getting paid to do that, trying to make a living. Well, this is the path of the 24-7 media coverage of the Russia invasion of Ukraine. Yes, our heartstrings correctly go out to the Ukrainian people, as it must, especially for anyone who believes in democracy and in open society. And yes, many nations want the U.S. and other countries to do more to stem the current state of affairs and aid Ukraine and the Ukrainian people especially for humanitarian assistance. Correctly so, those are both moral and political uh, decisions that our leaders must undertake. But no, I'm not advocating that people should totally disconnect from the news, far from it. Hey, I am a consumer of the news. And frankly, every now and then I need to back away from it and recollect my thoughts. But if we consume correct amounts of news, it helps gives us, well, gives us what, healthy perspective of what's happening at home and abroad, but all of us must step back and take a breather from the constant pressure and emotions of justifiable fear this war is invoking upon our psychological well-being, and especially in how we view average everyday people as opposed to governments and their leaders. So yes, be repulsed by the horrors of this conflict in Ukraine. Yes, be moved to empathize with the plight of the Ukrainian people, but resist the urge to demonize Russians as a horrible people. Equally important is not to constantly check for and consume the toxic and often debilitating mix of war news. World War III isn't here yet, at least not as far as the world can see, but various media outlets would have you believe otherwise in that World War III is possibly just around the corner and you should stay tuned to find out more, even at the risk of being emotionally depressed and all of that that goes with it. Please, kick back, step back, breathe, 
and just refresh yourselves from the constant drumbeat of the violence that's associated with the Ukraine. If you consider this episode interesting and even somewhat meaningful, please consider sharing it with others. In the meantime, take care. Thank you for listening to today's episode. As always, you can listen and subscribe to It's Not All Bad wherever you download your podcasts.